Hi, ladies. Hey, guys. Okay, so before we get into this oh, next episode. I'm so sorry. I should say hey, gals. Yeah, no, yeah, hey, gals, or hey, goddesses. Yeah, so sorry. Hey, goddess, hey, so sorry. So before we get into this eh, next episode, yes, we have to plug ourselves. We have yeah. to do it. We have we to do it every have single to do time. It yeah. Every single time. Every single freaking time. So here's the thing. If you're not already following us on Instagram, you need to go ahead and do that. There's a lot of important updates on there. There's a lot of fun times. It's yes. a party. It's a party over at Athena Speaks Pod. Oh, I just had Grove Street by Waka Flocka playing in my head. Oh, yeah. Wait, it's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Hey, yeah, okay, you're with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. with you. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is the merch. Please, I'm wearing the wine sweatshirt right now in no, gray. No, I'm like actually getting kind of angry that people aren't buying the merch. It's I'm so, pissed. I, know. I realize that it's a little bit overpriced, but like, please get over it because this is the thing. We need the money to reinvest back into Athena. Also, it would be really great for you guys to wear. Our merch is cute. No, it's cute and it would be really awesome for you to like wear it out and about and people are like, oh my God, that's so cute. Where did you get that? And you're like, oh, it's actually like in support of this like podcast that I listen to. Athena yeah. Speaks. Athena Speaks, yeah. So if you want to go buy the merch, aka go buy the merch now, it's athenaspeakspod.com. Yeah, we And if there's nothing on there that you like, then literally DM us. And we will create something for you custom made. We'll even name it after you. Yeah. This is the only time I'm accepting DMs. So please slide in there. Slide into the DMs. Also slide into the DMs with any questions you have, any topics that you would want us to talk about, all things like that. We are so, so open to suggestions. Yeah. This week was a suggestion. Yeah. So. This week was a suggestion. So make it happen, ladies. Yeah. Thanks in advance. Thanks in advance at Athena Speaks Pod on Instagram, athenaspeakspod.com for all your merch. Hey, Luz. Yes, Ed. Um, I have a question for you. <gasps> I can't wait. Okay, you. okay. So I am planning my future wedding. Are you? Yeah, of course I am. Getting I'm always, Yeah, I'm always planning my future wedding. I love it. And I really, really, really would love some like custom menus. Oh, do I have the goddess do for you? Do you have the goddess for me? Okay, if you guys don't remember or you haven't listened yet, one of my best friends, Susan Mathis, mm -hmm. uh, she has her own calligraphy business. And it's legit. Yeah. She's done almost all of, I mean, she does weddings. That's what she does. Or she does cute things like coasters and uh, handmade signs and just really, really beautiful work. Um, please check her out on Instagram. That is SusanMathis.Designs, S-U-S-A-N-M-A-T-H-I-S dot Designs. Uh, D-E-S-I-G-N-S. <laughs> yeah, like learn how to spell designs. <laughs> I know. I mean, they're silent letters. Also, yeah, G the, like, G, the G moves in silence like, like the G, G in lasagna. lasagna. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So please check her out. She's absolutely incredible. She will literally do whatever you ask. She's going to be doing a bunch of stuff for my wedding. So check her out. Check her out, ladies. Welcome to yet another episode of Athena Speaks, the podcast where we break down societal barriers that tell us just exactly how to be women and instead empower and encourage one another to be the confident, self-assuring, badass goddesses that we already know we are. Ladies, ladies, welcome. 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 Goddesses, how are you? Oh my gosh, we've missed you. We've missed you so much. It's been kind of a hot minute. Yeah, by hot minute, we just mean two weeks, yeah, but a fortnight, if you will. A fortnight, yeah. So if you haven't checked out our latest Instagram post, um, Lucy and I made a little announcement. Yes, we did. That instead of releasing every week, we're going to start releasing 
every other week. Yes, which honestly probably ties into what we're talking about today too. No, it one hundred percent. Yes, into oh, that. I'm so excited. Me but, too. I could just cry. I over know. It. Yeah. But first, we have to talk about. I mean, I just have to let you guys know that I, I, I broke a rule. Oh yeah. And I brought going. Oof. I brought. Oof. I brought going out at night back from the dead. Man. Like a ghost. Like a freaking ghost. And I just was further reminded about all of the things, that um, that I really don't like about it, at all. Yeah, let's hear it. So I need to hear all of it. Oh my gosh. So my friend my friend had a birthday, which hooray, hurrah. And Happy birthday, Mary. Yes, shout out to Mary. You know, another another lap around the sun. Oh, also, I don't want to like get too far into this on our episode, but there is this account that I've been following on Instagram. Okay. Um, because there's like a bunch of stuff that's gone down with this person in our community. And this person's being exposed via this Instagram account. And I've noticed that Mary oh. um, follows it and oh, likes yes. all the posts. Oh and gosh, I want to talk to her about it so bad. Sydney, I can't wait to talk to her, her about it. Her and her husband are like invested. Mary's oh, like stayed up to like wanna, no, the you, early hours of the yes, morning. me too. Reading. You want to talk about like. Oh, yeah. Oh, guys. Okay. I'm just going to plug the account because if you want something juicy to. Yeah. It's just one of those. It's like, what it is it? Is what's a conspiracy wild. theory that you're really interested in? I'll but go it's first. It's not even like a conspiracy. I like, know. There's so much fact. I know. So the account is Freedom for Gracie. Um, it is actually a really devastating story. Like if it's, if it's all true, it's extremely devastating and extremely sad. And anyway, it's this huge scandal that, um, supposedly is going down in yes. our town of Franklin, Tennessee. Check which, it out. Yeah, so no, that- check it out because I want to talk to everyone about it and, and let the- me know. Yeah. Let me know what you think. You're going to have to start from the very first post. Yes. In the words of, in the words of Drake. Start from the bottom of that IG page. Start from the bottom and then get up there. Yeah. And yes. So Mary, I've noticed, is oh, yeah. following this account. Oh, my gosh. very invested. I'm oh. so excited to talk to her about it. I love when both of my friends oh. have common ground. And so, like, honestly, like, even more of a happy birthday shout out to her because honestly. when someone is on the same page as me when it comes to, like, yeah, terrible people being exposed, I'm yeah. like, yes, let's go. I let's love go. you, Mary. I know. Well, and so we went out to dinner. Her birthday was actually on Thursday and we mm-hmm. did like the typical where we went out to dinner and her parents came and then they secretly paid for dinner, mm-hmm. which is still really nice in the adult world. Like, I really still appreciate that. Mary's I love parents. that so much. So kind. Like, kind of pretended like reach for the bill. No, we didn't even know. Like, they just snuck oh, out. Okay. They literally oh, paid really and then we went to like get our checks and they were like, oh no, no, no. Like they took care of you and they love were that. already gone like a thief in the night. They Man, were out. Love that. So sweet. Such a great parent move. Hopefully oh my I gosh. make enough money to do that one day for my kids. That's literally what they told Mary. They were like, Mary, we make so much more money than all of you guys. We're just going <laughs> to pay for dinner. It's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like, you're not wrong. You. Um, so, so we w- decided to go out tonight. We went to Midtown in Nashville, mm-hmm. which if you're uh, not familiar has like it's on division street mm-hmm. and it's like kung fu rebar winners losers yeah the red door basically if you've never been to nashville and you're deciding to come like obviously do, do the broadway thing but yeah like, it's a nice change of pace from broadway yeah it is it is it, it is and so we went to this we went to eat at the distillery where i got a glass of wine if that doesn't make i mean age you mm-hmm. everyone else is drinking like beers and these like handcrafted cocktails and i'm like yeah i'll take a glass of the savion blanc thanks like thanks so much thanks so much mm-hmm idiot idiot by me because okay but also eating wait, hot chicken on, with on, white hold wine on, hold on for a minute for a, just a quick quick second lucy just tried to make herself sound mature by saying that she ordered red wine at dinner when in reality like only like four hours before that she was chugging bud light with me on a canoe 
Yeah, I was. That I was. And I, and I felt like I had to pace myself on the canoe so I wouldn't die on the, um, yeah, on the oh, night, on the night, on the night out the night because I, because I knew I know myself and I know my my alter ego that comes out at night, which is another reason why Lucia. I can't go. Lucia. Anyway, so meal was great, but you have to keep in mind that last night in Nashville, we had like it, like it monsooned. It was as if we were in I don't know a coastal city, and a and a, an approaching hurricane was coming. That's what it was like, like in our landlocked like state. Noah Noah was here. Yeah, I could have canoed. I could have taken the canoe earlier yeah. and paddled down the streets. Mm-hmm. And no one was physically or mentally prepared. Thank God I hadn't washed my hair all week. You guys know I don't care about those things. And I wore my hair in a bun. And all these right. other girls ended up having their hair match mine by the end of the evening. Right. But we go we go to Rebar. And again, you guys heard me talk about how everything is damp. I mean, I cannot explain. And not damp from the rain. Damp yes. From like- but now it was double damp. Yeah. Okay. It was damp from the rain. Double down, double damp. Yeah. It was damp from the rain and damp from people just like spilling things everywhere. Like my shirt was wet with so many unknown liquids because everyone is like really committed to like partying in the storm. Mm -hmm. Like every time it would thunder, people would cheer. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Wow. Like no one's, you're not afraid. Okay. Great. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Um, my fiance and I both got hit on by different people. Mm hmm. Really, really hilarious moments both times. One of uh, Mary's friends was like, Lucy, you see those women over there? They're like checking Tay out. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. This this has the potential to get really funny. Right. Not, not. I mean, again. Like, honestly, it would make for really great content if something like really went down. Right, exactly. But at the same time, like, Tay is an attractive guy. Like, I'm not going to get mad at women finding him attractive, yeah, nor no. am I going to go over there. Like, can we just like really quickly like stop and make a quick point to say that like that don't be don't be that girl that like gets pissy when another girl finds your man attractive yeah like they're not the only blind. time that you get pissy is when they know she, you when they know you or like when they know yes. that you exist and are in the picture and then like still try to weasel their way in yes and this girl again is also one of my new friends and it was like her again just being a good friend but in my mind right, i'm like right, right. i'm like laughing about it cuz i'm like this is great mhm because Tay like, is thank God you think he's attractive. Like, yes, yeah, he is attractive. He is an attractive guy, and and quite honestly, if you do not respect me in that way, I'm the type to I'll go insane. Right. Like my voice will become where only dogs can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we're gonna have to leave. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have to get carried like a sack of potatoes <laughs> out of the place. Um. Yeah, but bring like bouncer Bill. To carry you out. Yeah. And I ended up spending the night drinking whiskey sours because I couldn't get past the fact that I've been drinking Bud Lights all day. So the beers were a no, mm-hmm. a no go. Um, and all I did was listen to songs like Cyclone by Baby Bash mm, yeah. and and dance throughout the evening. And I didn't get any sleep. So here I am today. If you hear me, you know, making like dozing clicking off. noises or something, it's because I'm not really a full human right now. Yeah, she, yeah gonna be like dozing off yeah so just in a nutshell just to update you guys that i still do try to go out at night it just i'm always reminded that i could have done this same activity like four to six hours earlier and i would have been in bed by like 10 p.m yeah and gotten a full night's sleep and i wouldn't have gotten rain anything really that fun last night after the canoe i ate some food and Oh, I'm so jealous. Got myself into a good place. Not that I didn't have a good time, but I'm really jealous that that was your option after <sighs> yeah. canoeing. We ate Mexican food, and then I went to Franklin Lanes. Oh, look out. Look out, people. Okay, I even won a duck out of the vending machine. 
Oh my gosh, you and Andy B? Yeah, well, Andrew and his high school friends. So mm. one of his good high school friends and his wife just moved back to Nashville. So you so had like to go. You had yeah, to go no, to Franklin. I had to go. I went in my like canoe outfit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like a couple of the other girls there. Shirt off, I hope. Like bathing suit top only on, like crop top. No, bathing suit was off. I was just braless. Oh, really, really interesting for bowling. Well, that's a lot I of... mean, I didn't actually bowl. I just kind of chilled because they had oh. already started. I was going to say, that's a lot of like bowling, you know, technique. And there's that. Well, then that another adds another guy, factor into it. Yeah. Another guy's girlfriend showed up with her friend and they were dressed super cute. And, and as we were leaving... They were talking about like what an interesting place Franklin Lanes is because it is a very interesting place. And she was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm like overdressed. The answer is yes. And I was like, no, here's the thing. Like Franklin Lanes meets you where you are. Right. You know, so like you guys are dressed really cute and you look really nice. And like, I don't have a bra on and both are acceptable. (laughs) Right. You know, like I had Chacos on. I'm going to be honest. I did bowl one celebrity shot bowl with my Chacos on and I got a spare for Andrew. So I mean, it works out, but Franklin Lanes is a very interesting place. Franklin Lanes always meets me like truly in my like worst sweaty times. Dude, did you know that one time we were at Franklin Lanes and we were with like 10 people? Okay. And like we ordered a bucket of beer. You and I? No, no, no. Uh, Me and Andrew. Oh, okay. We were with like 10 other people. We order a bucket of beer, which is like six beers. Yeah. Right. Right. So then we ordered another one and then we ordered a third one and they cut us off stop it they're like yeah no like you just like you guys like can't you like we're we're like we're gonna have to like cut you guys off and so we had to like send somebody else up there to order another oh because you guys kept getting the buckets okay and they probably thought that you and andrew were were drinking pounding yeah that would have been nine beers each right three times six 18 18 yeah and so they were and they were probably amazing i'm like dude just like look over we have a huge group over here yeah they don't look they're just there like as I'm squeezing these like limes into the Corona top. I squeezed a lime into Tay's Corona last night and because I couldn't see, I didn't, I couldn't tell the direction of the lime mm-hmm. and it went straight into my open pupil, <laughs> straight into it. And I like shrieked in pain <laughs> and then I had to go, but you can't go anywhere because it's my thundering pupil. <laughs> yes. And you can't go anywhere because it was pouring rain and there's puddles Direct everywhere. shot. Yeah. yeah, it wow. was. Yeah. And of course, Tay was in the bathroom, but Tay last night was like befriending everyone. Like he met a stranger that gave him like a perfectly good brand new black and mild. Oh, wow. You got to love it. Got to love it. it. Was it pre-freaked? Yeah. All oh, of it. Oh, my God. I, love I mean, it, it was amazing. Uh, well, after I won my duck out of the vending machine, um, another guy did the vending machine where you can win like a roll of tickets. Oh, our friend Dawson did this and we were like, yeah, obviously he's not going to win anything in this claw machine. Oh, but he did. He won 400 tickets. Oh my gosh, Dawson. And so then he goes over to another ticket claw machine and does the same thing. And he presses, he presses the button. He lets that baby drop and it you know, barely grasps on to another roll of tickets. And we were all like, no, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. Dude, he got it. And we were in the Franklin Lanes arcade like, oh. Yeah, I'm sure it was lit. It was lit. Yeah. We were hype. He won a teddy bear. Wow. For the dog. I mean, that's literally like. I got fun dip though. So. Yeah. So I had 35 tickets. So who was really the winner there? It was me. It was you. With my fun dip. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's, now that we've recapped our evenings. Yeah. God, it's like I haven't seen you in like weeks, but I, I literally just saw you yesterday. 
casually. Also, I just need to tell you guys that Sydney and I in the canoe had to rock, paper, scissors for who was going to be the back and steer. And then I won the first time and Sydney was like, no, we have to do two out of three. And, and then I won the second time <laughs> and it was just a small victory to start off the, the canoe trip. That's all. That's all I have to say. Now we can talk about her. Also, can we talk about the fact that we showed up in separate cars, but like eating the same exact thing? Yeah, like we, we did. We both ordered like corn dogs from Sonic. I know we did. Ew. I know. In our large waters because yeah. we knew what the day would, would, you would, know, yeah, would, would entail. Yeah. Oh, I almost just said ensue. Oh, Damn. God, love That would have been great. Okay. All right, you guys. So today we're actually going to talk about something that Sydney and I have been talking a lot about in our, you know, hour long phone calls every day when we're in yes. the car coming home from places. Um, not sure if you guys have heard of it. Uh, it seems like this is like a new. It's a pretty hot topic. Hot topic right now. Yeah. Um, it's called imposter syndrome. Yeah. And, you know, it, the reason why it became pretty interesting to me is because. I mean, I'm sure it, it's I'm sure it's not a new term and we have some stats of like when it was like really started to be like talked about, but it's it's new, I think, in society. Like we're just like suddenly started starting like talking about imposter syndrome. Yeah. But because now I know what it is, I have been able to look back on certain times in my life and be like, oh, right, right. That right. is why I was unwell during those times. Can I just like college soccer was a big one for me. Right. Like, I'm like, I was definitely experiencing imposter syndrome. It, the whole time right yeah. and I didn't really know it because I didn't even know what that term was and now looking back on it I was experiencing it then and I now also experience it in my current right. life right and so it's just something that's really interesting to talk about and also shout out to Abby Becca and Morgan um, three of my friends because the th those three were really the ones that were like, hey, you guys should really talk about yeah. this on an episode. And well, I was like, yeah, you're actually right. We really should. I've literally been thinking the only thing since we've decided, like we decided we were going to talk about this that I can think of is I've been having like imposter pasta puns. Mm -hmm. Like what did the spaghetti say to the zucchini noodles? You're an imposta. Like that's all that I've been able to do recently. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's not good. Like everywhere I'm driving, they just like pop into my head. But um, I had imposter syndrome about imposter syndrome to where I've heard of it. I know mm -hmm. what it is, but I literally had to look it up to make sure that I knew what it was. So right. I'm going to read you guys what I looked up. So now we're all on the same page. Yeah, if you get, were further, let's get everybody turn to the same page in the book. Yes. So people with imposter syndrome doubt their achievements ability and fear that they may be a fraud in whatever they are doing so that includes uh just some some things that they specifically say is that you have a sense of being a fraud you have a fear of being discovered or you have difficulty internalizing success like your success right which i agree with two out of those three because sydney and i literally like i it's my goal in life to be discovered Oh yeah. Like no. there's nothing. There's no, I don't have a fear of being discovered. No. Like I'm like I, waiting. I'm, no, I'm like confused why I haven't been. Exactly. Like, I'm like, I'm so sorry, Carmel. Why do we only have 129 Instagram followers on Athena speaks pod? Right. Like why I'm, I just like really like every single day. I'm so confused why we haven't gone viral. No, like, I know. I, like I wake up. Like I'm actually day. like really excited to be discovered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's nothing. There's nothing in that. So yeah, I'm like I'm discover me. I've already gone back and like deleted all the like sketchy tweets. Like right, you right. Know, like I'm ready. Yeah, I've been prepared. No, I've been I, prepared for years. I I 100 <laughs> agree. So but but what's so so. Sorry to say so, so many times. So, 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 so. Yeah. yeah. If you have like a, like, it hurts to hear me say S, I'm really sorry. That was, <laughs> yikes. That was like a snake. Okay. Um, anyways. It was like a snake. Yeah. It was tss, 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 and snake in the grass. Ugh. Okay. 
slippery snake. Yeah. Um, but I, so if you guys don't know, I've moved schools. I talked about that. It's happening. Um, and grades and grades. And so I've moved to a school that's like six minutes away from my house. Praise. God, I mean, God is blessed. God is blessed. It's like life changing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be teaching kindergarten this year. And so this summer I've spent a lot of time. Now I can only hear myself say S sorry, everyone. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Let me just turn my mic down a little bit. Yikes. Okay. Um, but I, I was, I've told like anyone that will listen this, honestly, where I'm about to start this new grade, like mind you guys again, humble brag, but I do have two different degrees in teaching the youth, right? How to learn how to like read and exactly do math and all of those things. So it's not that I, I'm not qualified to do this job because I, I'm, I am like very qualified to do this job, mm-hmm. right? If anything, you're overqualified. If anything, I'm overqualified. But, but the thing is, is that I've, I've moved schools. So I'm in a new environment where like these people like don't know me yet. So they don't know that like, I'm going to like make fun of almost everything that we do. Mm-hmm. But I also like really care about being a part of the school community. Right. So like, please don't take me as like the you just like to troll. I just like to troll, but I also am not the girl that like, I don't, there's a lot of like teachery things. Like when you get a group of teachers in a room, I feel like everyone tries to out teacher the other teacher. Right. Like there, there can only be one super teacher and everyone's competing to get on the podium. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm just over here, like at the concession stand waiting for my beer mm-hmm. is how I feel when right. I'm in teacher meetings sometimes, because it means nothing to me. Like you're, I mean, I'm, I'm you, everyone's goddess's gift to the world of education. So anyway, so these people don't know me yet. So there's the first thing is like, you guys have absolutely no idea what I'm about. Mm -hmm. The second thing is this community has absolutely no idea who I am. Mm -hmm. So in my old school, I had kind of developed a reputation of like, Oh, you know, like Miss Pater is so great. I want my kid to be in her class. I've taught all these siblings. People just like do nice things for me because I've done like great things with their kid. Right. And I don't have that same like comfort and support. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I'm having to teach like a new standard to the small people. Like I've been having anxiety dreams since May about me telling my kindergartners to do something and then them telling me no. (laughs) And then everyone turns into like monsters and then I have to like figure it out. That's what's happening. So it's just been a really interesting, a really interesting um, internal dynamic for me because I love what I do. Right. But then on top of feeling a little bit out of place, like this is also a big change in a transition. Like, right. No, it it's absolutely a new grade, is. It's a new school. It it's new is. people to it's work with. It's new everything. Yeah. It's new everything. And then I know you also mentioned that a lot of people on your kindergarten team have been teaching kindergarten for like decades. decades. I mean, yeah. to the point where like they've taught like parents and then their kids are coming. Yeah. Like that's where we're at. Yeah. Okay. One of the teachers started teaching when I was in like first grade Wow! at, at, at the school that I went to. And then now she's moved here, our team leader. Wow. And so it's hard. So they, they've been in the, in the kinder game for yes, a minute, a for a minute, minute, for a hot minute. And so they all are like, everything they're saying sounds so familiar. And I know it will sound familiar to me later. Right. But it just does not right now. Like I have absolutely no idea what the first day of school is going to look like for right. me. For the first week. Mm-hmm. I don't know how my schedule is going to be. Like, I know, I don't know. I right. just don't. And so the, the, the not knowing mm-hmm. has caused me to feel inferior mm-hmm. at doing this job. And, and I'm, and I am excited. Like my room, you guys is Explorer themed. We're going to be um, sound explorers. Oh, so cute. I've already made up all of my songs to help us like learn 
you know, just things like we have to learn things called tricky words, which are basically sight words like the word said. Yeah. How it's spelled S-A-I-D, but it's not like phonetically pronounced that way. It should be like said. Oh, yeah. That's but we call it said. So you I just probably have to would have spelled said as a kindergarten. I probably would have spelled it S-E-D. S-E-D exactly. Yeah. So they so kids have to learn like some words you can't decode and read. You just have to know what they say. Yeah. Oh, that's so tough. Or like the word one, like the number mm-hmm. O-N-E should be like own. Yeah, you're but right. it's one. And so sight word. So we call those tricky words. So I already have been practicing like my run DMC. It's tricky Oh yeah. for them to like figure out the tricky words. Mm-hmm. So I've been currently practicing the lyrics it on that. It's tricky to spell this word, to spell this word. A tricky word. It's tricky. Hey. Tricky, 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 tricky. Yeah, that's, that. that's what's happening. That's sweet. And then I have a wall that we put the tricky word on and then they're going to sing it to each other oh, in, Lucy, in my you're mind. You're going to do amazing though. I know. Thank you. you. Have Thank you so much. Up. I know. You're ready. I am ready. But but it just has been like I'm like walking on like walking on thin ice. Yeah. That's how I feel. I think that I feel this way in my career because so I work in advertising, which I've talked about a little bit, but I work on the creative team in advertising. I'm a copywriter, which basically means that any words that you see on any type of like advertising or marketing like that is we call that copy and I write those words um and recently we started a like little book club our creative team did right and we have this book that oh you love book club I know it's so fun yeah. I do really, really love, book, love club. The book club we have it every Wednesday morning and we read a chapter in this advertising book and then we discuss it together and it's been really, really awesome. Like yeah, it makes yeah. me really excited about what I'm doing. And it kind of like, it, it makes me feel like I'm back in school a little bit when I was studying advertising in college and I was getting really excited about like going out into the real world and actually like implementing all these things that I was learning. Yes. And I get like really emotional about it. And it gets like, it just like really gets me like jacked up. So it's a great thing, but then it's also been kind of a hard thing for me because when there's especially when the chapter covers writing I read this like 30 page chapter on this guy and his like writing process his copywriting process and like his process for brainstorming and all this stuff and I'm like I don't I don't do that right and so you assume you assume because you don't do that that like I'm like I don't do that I'm like I don't know I I don't really know what my process is you know like my process is like kind of like trial and error and like which is a process like that is my process but I, it's it's different than his process and here's this man who's been very successful in advertising and he's written this book and everyone respects him and so I'm like well I'm not doing that and then I look around me and then I see like co-workers who are talking about like they're like oh yeah like you know that like uh that advertising podcast like blah 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 and I'm like no I don't know what that is they're like oh okay yeah well they listen to these like industry podcasts and they're like constantly like studying the industry and getting better and I'm like well shit like I don't do that so no. like, why am I here? Right. You know? And so then when I like do something good and my creative director, which who's my boss is like, yeah, Sydney, like that was really great. Like, this is exactly what we wanted. Blah, blah, blah. You did so well. Like you delivered, like you, we right. asked and you delivered and I can take that compliment. Like, I don't feel uncomfortable taking that compliment. Like it does make me feel good and it makes me feel proud. But then I also get this like feeling of nervousness because I'm like, I don't even think I tried that hard. So like, do I really deserve this praise? Because like, I probably didn't try as hard as I could have, or as someone who's like actually really good at this job, like tries and 
And then I panic. I'm like, do I do, do I even really deserve this? And then I start questioning everyone around me. I'm like, are they even good at advertising? Because like clearly if they think I'm good at advertising, then they must just be trash at advertising because I'm not that good. Yeah, it just like goes from zero to 100. It's a cycle. No, it's insane. It's a whole cycle. But then like really when I sit down and think about it, I know that I'm good at it. I know that I'm talented. I know that it's something that I like have an instinct for. Right. But it's there is like a whole list of doubts. No, there's always doubt. And what's so wild is like it's I think it's even harder when you are because in your workplace, you're the youngest. Correct. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Yes. Yeah, and like I, second youngest. Yes. And I also am the in the in the youngest right. in my in my new team. And I felt this way when I was at my other school. I felt like I had no idea what I was doing. I need help. I need right. X, Y and Z. You guys are all these, you know, wise old educators. Like, right. You've been around since time began. Help mm-hmm. me. Like. But I, I think that the younger that you feel there's that separation, you you have automatically like that physical presence of like, right. oh, I obviously don't know what I'm doing. I'm so young. Like these people have years and years of, of experience. And, and the difference is, is just because you have years of experience still doesn't mean like your character, like pe- people are born with a natural gift to do something. Right. So regardless of your experience, if you don't have a certain characteristic or a certain personality trait, there are going to be people that are just naturally better at what they do because of that, because they have that internally, they're born that way. No, I mean, it's like if I were to go into like Andrew's line of work, which is like healthcare logistics, essentially it's like the supply chain side of healthcare. Right. I could eventually learn how to do it. Yeah. And I could do it. I could do the job. Exactly. But Andrew has, his brain is wired better for the type of work exactly. that he has to do. And so he would probably always be more successful than me in that type of role. Exactly. Now there are certain things that I would excel at that he might not, but then vice versa. Like he can come and he can learn like all of my industry best practices and study how to do it and be like, be okay. Right. And then do fine. But like, you do have to have that kind of like instinctual, like right. gift or talent or but passion totally. for it as totally. well. So totally. there's something to be said about, you know, cause I think, I think that's one like really good way of kind of overcoming these feelings because I think we do feel this way because we are younger. And I know that a lot of the people who listen to us are younger. And so it's easy to feel like, oh, okay, like I don't have the experience. So clearly like I am inferior, but there is also something to be said for, passion and for also having just gone to school for this like you've just learned like the newest like you just got the newest ios update on exactly. it you know like you have been most recently briefed scholastically on this subject whereas like these people that have all this experience yeah obviously that matters but like you matter too and you have you bring a lot to the table too yeah so like just some things again that I'm going to touch on this and then I want to move into like the mental health side of this because I think it's very on brand right. for you and I and our levels of anxiety. Um, but when you, when you have imposter syndrome, if you're wondering, Hey, is this something that like, is this a, a way of thinking that I've started, you know, right. Practicing, um, a lot of those, a lot of those, uh, s- symptoms, if you will, aside from the three that were mentioned earlier is that in your work performance, you know, you fear that people expect more from you than you can manage. You, you don't like to take on responsibility for feel of fair failure. You have self doubt. Uh, you also think that when you are successful, it's because you got lucky. Yeah. That, happened, like, that does happen to me a lot. I feel like it does. Yeah. Same. 
that I'm just like, oh yeah, I just lucked out things. And it's like, actually, no, I'm like working myself to the bone. No, I'm literally, yeah. (laughs) Like I'm exhausted. Um, You also, that's a lot of the reason they say that people have like job dissatisfaction and burnout. Mm -hmm. Um, And you also avoid things that like, would require you to receive a promotion because you think it's too much. Like you, you avoid asking for the raise or applying for that job that you know that you deserve. Um, and this does take a toll on your mental health. I mean, it really causes people to have anxiety and have depression and frustration and a lack of self-confidence and just that like inner shame. Well, especially when, when it is revolving around, work i mean you spend 80 percent of your life at like working right that's depressing no it's so depressing so (laughs) if if you're unhappy or if you feel like a fraud right in in your work life then like of course it's going to carry over into the rest of your life of course it's going to make you feel like unhappy overall well and what's so wild is like okay so to be and and if i i know that sydney's talking about her her job in, in advertising and i'm talking about teaching obviously imposter syndrome is everywhere so please don't take our our tangible relations as mm-hmm. like this is the end all be all but i think about when um when it comes to teaching like teaching and and all jobs are like this but teaching is is so unique because i literally have to do work mm-hmm. to to do work And then I have to do more work to be ready to do more work. Like there's constantly work that has to be done and preparation that has to be done. Not saying that other jobs aren't like that, but like I literally have to prepare all of the things for literally me working an entire day. And then I have to, after I've worked an entire day, prepare all the things for the next day, for the next day to work an entire day. So Mm -hmm. I do like pre-work, work, work, post-work. Right. Which is, which is insane. So, so I say that because there's always, there's always something that has to be done. Right. There's always something cute. Everybody always is posting about all these like darling little things that they do with the small people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And to where I'm like, I, when I leave the building at 4 PM, I'm out like peace out. Like I'm, I'm no longer Lucy. Hey, I'm Lucy. I teach kindergarten. I'm just like, Hey, I'm Lucy. I'd like to really love to have a glass of wine and hang out with my friends. Right. And not be responsible for somebody else's life. Right. That's a human. I mean, I like obviously my dog. That's a life. Even though this weekend she, you know, (laughs) really tested my patience for her. But that's another story. Um, But I think that a lot of the times when I that's probably another reason why I feel so insecure is because I see these people that like this is their life. Right. They are the kindergarten teacher. Okay. That's that's who they are always. That's who they are always. That identity isn't like stripped off when they leave the school building. And And you and I have talked repeatedly about the fact that like, we just talked about this when we talked with Josie, you are more than your profession or your sport or whatever. That's what we talked about with Josie was a sport. But now like I'm more than my profession. Right. So I'm not going to always be the kindergarten teacher. And so I'm not always going to, to have that hat on. There's no way. Do you know what my voice would sound like if I only was in kindergarten mode mode? No, there was a time when you were always the teacher and you were becoming the teacher to me. As yes. if I was an eight-year-old in your class. I was a teacher to my mom. I was a teacher to everyone. Yeah, you were a teacher to everyone. And I think, and, and I feel that way too. Like I get really self-conscious when like the clock strikes five and like I pack up my things and I leave. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, I and I have like a really like a big insecurity with that. And, and I think it contributes to the imposter syndrome because growing up and playing sports, I was always told like first one to the field, last one to leave. Right. Exactly. You know, you're and, supposed to always sacrifice. Yeah. Always. Like always sacrifice for yourself and for your team. 
And like, if you want to be good at something, then like, it's going to require like extra time put into it. Right. But when the clock strikes five, like I literally pack up my things and I leave and I'm the first one gone. Well, and the thing is, and that makes me feel uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, like, no, like it's done. Like it's done. And like, I have, you know, a 45 minute drive home and I still like want to like work out and make dinner and see my boyfriend or see a friend or whatever. Right. And what was the quote that Kara said yesterday? Oh, about um, I guessed the word that she was trying to say like I won no, the lottery no like only saying no to yourself or not saying no oh to yourself. not saying no to yourself yes like yes. if other or like but the only pe- person the only person that can tell you no is yourself right or other people I don't know what was it it Basically, was so good I I can't I don't think it was a quote was it a quote it was a quote dang we suck Kara help us Kara all right well basically the quote was is that I'm I'm gonna stop saying no to myself Yes. I will no longer say no to myself or something like that. Like I'm, I am no, I'm not going to be the person that denies myself. I'm not going to be the person to tell myself no. Right. So like if you want to leave work at five o'clock, then you tell yourself yes. And you leave work at five o'clock. Like the only other people that can stop you from doing that are like your boss. Who's like, actually, no, I need you to stay a little bit well, longer. Well, and the thing is this, like, okay, so, th- so this year I'm little, I'm learning a new curriculum. Like, mind you, again, I did learn about this in college, but I haven't, I haven't gotten an opportunity to learn it in like real time. Right. So there are going to be some days that I am going to stay late because, right, because right, I right. am brand new in this mm-hmm. situation. But, but the idea, um, that you constantly have to work hard and play hard, Mm-hmm. Like that's why I can't also can't go out at night because I like play way too hard because I work way too hard. Right. So there's no balance. And that's what's so crazy is I think that we assume and you know what? I'm not going to say that this is just millennials. I think this is just the pace of life in the United States. Right. I think that we as Americans really like hold true to the mantra of like, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. You sacrifice constantly for this life. Right. And then you can enjoy, like you can reap what you sow. And, and I agree with that in, in an extent, but I do think that it, it's taken too far a no, lot of the time. it's taken so far to the point where now it's like you can rest when you're like 70 and retired. No, when you're dead. Like yeah. that's literally, I'm going to rest when I'm like six feet under because that's yeah. the time I don't have to actually work hard to make money because you have to work really hard to make money. You have to, especially in like a very, very, very capitalistic society, like, or, or just to like live where we live. Like if I didn't choose to live in this area, there would be the cost of living here and the cost to do things that I want to do is so expensive. If I moved somewhere else and I did work at the same effort, Mm -hmm. I would have more money to do things that I want, but at what cost? Right. Because I wouldn't have surrounding me all the things that I would want to do for fun. Like my friends wouldn't be there. Right. right? Or they'd be far away or my like the places I like to eat. Like wouldn't be as expensive would it, or like where you live wouldn't be as expensive, so, like so on and so forth. But I think that like what I'm hearing from you and I hear this from myself all the time, too, is that it's just this constant contradiction of you do work your ass off. Right. But then you still feel inadequate which is where the imposter syndrome comes in because you're like, so you work your ass off. Some so more. you work your ass off some more because you're like, I have to keep working harder because I'm a fraud and I, everything that I've achieved is just like based on luck. So let me just like push myself even harder. And then you keep pushing yourself and then you bring like money into the, into play. Right. And you're like, well now I've, I've worked so hard. I still feel like a fraud at work. And like, also like, I don't feel like I have enough money. No, because let's be honest. You never have enough money. Right. Which I think is also interesting to kind of get into like the money side of things, because when Lucy was looking up a lot of like 
stats and things on imposter syndrome, it was found that mostly women experience imposter syndrome. I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm yeah, going to read, read what it. I found. It says imposter, it. imposter syndrome was first documented in high achieving women in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. While imposter syndrome is still more prevalent among women and specifically women of color, men are also susceptible to this developing, to developing this mindset. And right. so I think about the 1970s, which is when women really started to come out of the home. Right. 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 And this was before people had sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, the, like all the sexual harassment th- laws and things from my understanding came in the eighties and the late seventies. Right. Yeah. So not, but not like, obviously they were still experiencing sexual harassment, but there were no laws against it. But so like their ass could get grabbed in the office or that like, they would just like, I'm so sorry. Like Sydney, you're, you don't get to do this project because obviously you're a woman. Right. Or like jet, like th- th- those things weren't in place yet. Mm-hmm. And so these women, of course, of course you have to work your ass off. Mm-hmm. There's no time because yeah, you're constantly doubted. Yeah. Constantly because that was again, taboo. Think about that. Women mm-hmm. stayed at home yeah, and ran the household. And again, there's nothing wrong with women doing that at all. If that's what you want to do. Right. It is also a full-time job. Right. But when you come with the women that are in the workplace, you're constantly undermined. Right. So of course you feel like a fraud mm-hmm. because you have to prove yourself because otherwise like they're going to replace you. Yeah. You're disposable. Mm-hmm. And so I think about all of those things and I think about again, like myself and I think about when, when I think about like Tay's experience at work versus right. my experience, we're in the same job. We mm-hmm. both work in education, right? but I know that when he goes to work, I think it's easier for him to show up and just be like, these people need me. Right. Like, like obviously like I'm valuable. Obviously I'm valued when I roll in and, and you know what? That's and that, No. And I wish I had that mindset because, because I am valuable but because I am valuable. And I think, and I, cause I kind of want to like roll back onto the money side of things, which I know Lucy is a little bit different than for you because like in education, you have such like a set salary. Correct. Yes. Like you can't go into like another school and be like, actually, like, I think I deserve a hundred thousand dollars. They'd be like, LOL. Like, <laughs> no, that you're <laughs> that right. Doesn't that exist, would, we right? don't, we don't get to negotiate yeah, our don't salary. Get to negotiate. Like it is what it is. Um, but I know that like for myself and for a lot of other goddesses who I'm friends with, we have like such an issue asking for more money or like you said, asking for that raise, asking for that promotion because we don't feel like we're valuable. We don't feel like we're needed. And I just have like a really interesting example. So the job where I am now, I had, I'd wanted this job for years. Right. Truly. Yeah. I had, I had interviewed with them years before and, um, I didn't get the job the first time that I interviewed, but they basically said, you know, like stay in touch, stay in contact. Like we're going to find a place for you. Right. And so I did, I stayed in touch and I, stayed in contact and stayed in contact and they had a place for you and they found a place for me yeah. and it was, and it was amazing. But when they, when they offered me this, this job and they said, you know, well, well what are you thinking for money? And then I should have said what I honestly thought I believed that I deserved to make. But instead I was like, well, I, I just, you know, if I could just like make what I'm making now, you know, that would right. be, that would be really great. Yeah. You whatever, know, like whatever I felt, you guys, think. whatever you guys think, like, I'm, you know, if I, if I could just make this same salary that I'm making now, then, you know, that'll be perfect. And of course they're going to say yes. Right. Exactly. Like, of course, you know, they probably were thinking that I was going to shoot for something 10 to 15 grand higher. And so right. when I said this one number, they were probably like, oh yeah, easy. No problem. Right. right. And so 
now I'm frustrated. Yeah. Now I'm really frustrated because now I'm like, man, I should have like at least tried to ask for more. I should have at least tried to value myself a little bit more. And, and then on top of that, like, I'll never forget my first day of work. I rolled in and I, and I went up to like the CEO of our company, the person who I'd been in contact with for years and who I'd been knocking at the door. And I just said, you know, I wanted to say thank you. And he was like, for what? And it was like, for, for getting me in the door. And he was like, I didn't get you in the door. Like you got yourself in the door. Right. You stayed at our door. You camped out at the door, at the door. Like you, right. you did this. It right. was like, I didn't do this. You did this. And I'm like, you're right. You know, like that's so true. Then like, why do I feel indebted? Like, I feel like I owe these people something. Right. Exactly. But you don't. When in reality it was, it was me. It was my hard work. It was my persistence. Like it was my like you know, desire to be in this place and to work hard and to elevate myself in my career, to get to the level where I needed to be, to get myself through the door. Exactly. And, and it's just, it's just tough. But on the other side of things, Andrew at the same time got, got a new job that I did. We both started our new jobs in October of 2020. And when he got his new job, he was offered a huge raise from the last company that he was working at. I mean, massive, massive raise, like literally a raise the size of my entire salary. Yeah. And I remember, I'll never forget. We were at Mafiosa's and the guy called him and, and he was like, Oh, it's Jeff. He's calling. He's calling. I'm going to take the call. I'm like, yes, go take the call. And Andrew walks off and the guy tells him the salary, the number. And Andrew like, does it like uses his hands to show me what right. it is and your mouth like, it, hit and the no, floor. I, like I fainted yeah I was like oh my god and he comes back over and I'm like that's that's amazing like congratulations like you're such a badass I'm so proud of you blah 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 and he's like yeah you know but I think that like I can negotiate a little bit more and I was like what do you mean like, just take the job take it take it and run I'm like take it and run take the money and run this right. is like who wants to be a millionaire like do I want to go for the next like 20,000 no, or no, do no. I just want to take the money and run like take the money and run right exactly. like and he's like no no like I think that they could like pay for my like master's degree and I think that like I could like negotiate here and I could do this and I could do that and I, meanwhile I'm panicking I'm like why would you not just and guess what he got all those things of course all of those extra things that the because things that he asked because for. he asked because he freaking asked yeah and he believed that he was worth it right but yeah, but again, we, we talk about this often because this is like the internal struggle right. for the goddesses out there. Constantly having to remind yourself that you don't have to be thankful to be here. Yeah. Like it's like, I feel like women, so many women are just, they're you're just happy to be here. You're just, just grateful to be here. You're just grateful to be here because there's been such a, such a stigma on if you're a shark, you know, shark in the water, there's, you know, typically only male sharks. That's what they assume. They don't, don't assume that women, and you know what? I don't want to be a shark. I don't want right. to be like a prehistoric. I can't swim backwards <laughs> type of animal. Right. I want to be like a jaguar or something, mm-hmm. you know, a, a queen of the jungle, if you will. Right. A goddess of the jungle. A goddess of the jungle. And so I think about that. So I have a friend, for example, let me just, I'm going to tell a little side story to to get to where I'm going. Um, I've met through football. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. Um, And she started in her company. She was like one of four. Okay. And the three others were men and it's just her. Yeah. And I mean, she's literally also from the North. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like 
but what I mean is she's very like straightforward about things. Like doesn't take any shit. Does not take shit. Okay. Right. And like a very like kind, genuine person. Can we move to the north? I don't know if I'd survive. Yes, you would. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, no, Sid. I have a, another side story about how <laughs> I felt. I, I just don't know the balance. Because right. typically I'm just like trying to like make you have a good day. If you're a stranger, like you belong to be alive on the planet. Hi. Hello, Chad. It's yeah. great to see you. Anyway, she said that when she first started working, these men thought that she was a bitch because she was so straight to the point because she knew her value. She knew what she was worth. And it was tough for her to be in that type of environment. She did not experience the imposter syndrome. But all of these sharks in the water were like, what What the heck is this jaguar doing here? Right. We're in the ocean. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 boys. We're in the freaking jungle. So buckle up. Buckle on up. And now, I mean, she's made partner in this company, dude. I mean, it's it's insane. But, but she talks about how these men expected her to be soft. To be soft and to not like goddess up to take advantage yeah they they expected her to not goddess up because they didn't think that she was going to be tough enough to do that and a lot of the time i think that women especially i mean that's just like your natural inclination is to just like take a back seat and just to like be like oh yeah like hey like i'm not gonna rock the boat right and it really causes you to constantly doubt yourself i mean even in a world where like education is dominated by women right I mean, it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a female dominated, um, career path yeah. and profession. So even for me to roll in, like uh, my, my current principal asked me if I wanted to teach first grade or kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I told her kindergarten, but on the tail end of that, I was like, but if you think I should be in first, happy to do that. Did I want right. to teach first grade? No, I did not. I wanted to teach kindergarten. Mm-hmm. I, I've said since I've started teaching, if I was going to leave second grade, I'd, I'd teach kindergarten, mm-hmm. period. Like point blank, period. But I, but I told her that woman to woman yeah. in my new profession, even though I knew, I knew that I would be unhappy right. in first grade right. because I was just happy to be out of my other environment. Mm-hmm. I was happy to freaking be here. And you know what? I'm so thankful that she gave me what I wanted. Right. And I'm also glad that I half half ass asking mm-hmm. right but but it, i i see myself doing that often yeah you know like it's like you almost you you almost you i don't want to say you almost it's it just feels like i i will consistently discredit myself first mm-hmm. and i'll think of the worst first right because in my mind i'm like if i don't tell her that like she's gonna think i'm not a team player Right. When in reality, like I am a team player, but I also know what you want. I've also chosen, I I've paid my dues to choose my team. Right. Lucy, tell me how much you love cat calls. Oh, I like hiss back at them. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. You're like, no, I, I, again, when I went out last night Mm -hmm. and in the chance that Tay and I would get separated in the monsoon. Yeah. I was ready to pull my she's birdie. Oh my god! And yes. just use it again as practice naturally. Anyways, ladies, what we're what we're talking about she's birdie is your own portable handheld alarm system to mm-hmm. make all of the creeps and the freaks that come out at night leave you alone, so you can safely move on to your destinations. Yeah, like the Ted Bundys have absolutely zero chance with a she's birdie exactly attached to your keychain. Yes, so she's birdie is s h e s b i r d i e. Dot com. Dot com. Yes. Head there. And when you do, you can uh, get a 10% off discount with Goddess 10 code. I, yeah. Check out. So go get your personal safety alarm. Protect yourself from the creeps at night and yeah. stay safe, goddesses. 
Um, okay. So I don't know if you guys know this, but there's apparently five different types of imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm one of these every day. Right. Like it constantly changes based on my task. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read through, I'm going to read through them. And ju- just so that you can understand that like this looks different. Right. Like you might not feel like you are a quote unquote fraud at work. Right. But you also might feel like that you can't ever ask for help. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it exists in like so many areas of life. Like I I feel that way with this podcast. Oh my gosh. All the time. As I'm sitting here, like giving advice to people to like be a badass and be confident. I know that I also am like looking in the mirror like 40 times or the before I leave. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm literally telling women not to do that because it's unhealthy and like they should just love themselves and like feel beautiful and not look beautiful. But like here I am also sometimes trying to look beautiful instead of feel beautiful. Like it gives me imposter syndrome and then I like panic and then I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, they're going to expose me. All 50 of our listeners are going to expose me. They're going to know. I know. I literally this week, had some like just miscommunications to where I'm like all of my friendships are going to end (laughs) why would these women want to like invest in me and like I'm in the car where Tay and I are driving home and Tay literally is like he's like Lucy you literally tell all these women on this podcast that they're like x y and z Mm -hmm. you need to be about your actions in your actions what you are telling these women to be and relax Mm -hmm. because you are great these women love you that's what my therapist said she's like Sydney what would you tell the goddesses? Yes. What would you tell the OGs? Exactly. And I'm like, I would tell them that everything is fine and they're doing great. And she's like, yeah, like say that to yourself. Exactly. Okay. So here we go. Here we go. Goddesses. So the first type is called the expert. Um, the expert, if you, if this is your, if this is your flavor of imposter syndrome, <laughs> you're the expert. Uh, you will not feel satisfied when you finish a task until you feel, you know, everything about the subject. Okay. Um, so it's sometimes hard for you to complete tasks or projects because you're constantly searching for information. I don't feel that way in work, but I do feel that way in like professional endeavors outside of work. So like the podcast, yeah, literally this, I'm like, no, I'm not putting anything on TikTok until it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't want to post this episode because it's not perfect. Right. Like, well, I feel like that in work this year because mm -hmm. I'm like, it's new. Right. So I'm like, I need to know everything. Right. Like I've like rearranged my like book system in my classroom, like at least twice. Right. Like these kindergartners freaking care mm-hmm. how my buckets are organized. They don't. Okay. Um, the second one is the perfectionist. This is me all the time mm-hmm. because I have OCD also. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I've just always been an imposter, an imposter, <laughs> an imposter, an imposter. Okay. The perfectionist, you experience high levels of anxiety, doubt, and worry, especially when you set themselves, when you set yourself an extreme goal and you're unable to achieve it. Right. Uh, you focus on areas where you could have done something better rather mm-hmm. than celebrate your achievements. Yeah, I do that all the time. Every aspect of my life is constantly me scrutinizing where I screwed up. No, and can we also just have a moment of silence for all the perfectionists out there who also have ADHD, aka me. Yeah, aka yeah. <laughs> that uh, sucks. Yeah. I mean, that my sucks my to per- like want so badly to like do something perfect, but also like you don't have the like no, there's still capacity there's to like actually everywhere. sit down and do it. Yeah. My mind is constantly going a hundred miles an hour. And like, I want so badly for this like thing to be perfect and look perfect and sound perfect and like perform perfectly. And in like, I'm so distracted constantly by other things. Yeah. Wow. 
it sucks. It's yeah. it's like it sucks. It's exhausting. It's no. probably why I'm so tired and carry all my tension in my shoulders. Yeah, no. I mean, like I'm tired. Like I also think I have ADHD only because I am a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it sucks. And I can't ever get anything done because there's hundreds of things that need to get done at one time in the right way. Right. Um, but I, I, I feel that way probably the most in my personal life, I'd yeah. say. Um, Dude, I blame the motivational posters at school. Do you? Don't 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 do it if you're not going to do it right or what what is it it's like oh my first day of student teaching i posted a selfie back when i posted selfies yeah. more consistently that was like do it with passion or not at all ew yeah no first sometimes you teaching. just like, don't <laughs> selfie <laughs> and then i had you good you guys oh remember? my god yeah Let, let's just like take a minute because i want to i want to talk about that for a second because there is this like big idea running around out there that like you have to do everything perfectly or with passion in order for it to be right and sometimes that is just simply not true sometimes I wake up and I don't I don't have passion to get in my car with my blazer on and drive my ass to Murfreesboro Tennessee and take the elevator and go and sit down at my desk for eight hours and brainstorm with people. Sometimes I do not have the passion to do it. Sometimes it's just like, if you get to work early or if you even get there on time and then you just like exist and like get your, get what you need to get done for the day and then go home. Like that's okay. Like that's fine. And that shouldn't make you feel insecure or less than it should just be something that happens. No, like don't feel like every day you have to wake up and like bake fresh bread. Like some days just make the sandwich with the stale bread. Yeah. You're still eating either way, you know, it's not moldy. No, it's not moldy. No, it's just a little stale. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I feel that wholeheartedly. And I know that I do that in my house. I mean, God bless or goddess bless. No, no, it's, it's not good. It's like, and it's come down to things like, and I talk about this with my friend Megan, but dude, painting my nails, you know how long it takes me to paint my nails? I can't paint my nails because it has to be perfect. No, I can't do it. Or like, I don't, I don't like just straighten up. I either, I either live in anxiety because I'm like worried about like the mess around me or I deep clean. Oh my gosh. Yes. I either I'm going to do something fully or Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it at all. Mm -hmm. There's no in between. No, exactly. Which like you, that doesn't have to be a thing. Like, and something that's been like helpful for me. And, and the only reason I say this is just to help anybody out who might be experiencing that same kind of dilemma, um, whether it be in work or in life. But something that I've been doing is if my, if my apartment is super messy, like I'll say to myself, like first, obviously like Andrew and I will like delegate the tasks. Right. But instead of me like becoming a psychopath perfectionist with ADHD and like having to deep clean it all on Monday night after work, you break it into pieces. I break it into pieces. I'm like, you know what? On Monday, like I I just want to make sure that like the dishwasher is unloaded and like the counters in the kitchen are wiped down. Right. Yeah. And then maybe on Wednesday, like I clean the toilet. Yeah. 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 You know, or like maybe Thursday I dust. Yeah. That's fair. Like Um, just break it, break it down into pieces. Like you don't have to do everything all at once perfectly. Yeah. Okay. So the the third is called the natural geniuses. Oh, this is clearly me. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) I think it's also anyone in adulthood. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes a natural genius, uh, you assume that you're going to master new skills quickly and easily. And then you don't, you feel ashamed and weak if you don't. Oh my God, that is actually And so it's hard for you to learn because in learning there's struggle and you don't like to struggle to achieve new goals at natural geniuses. Oh my God, that's so me. It's part of my competitiveness. I want to be good at everything. 
Yeah. You know what though? And, and it's hard now because like even things that I used to be really good at, like I'm not good at now. Right. Like soccer, like soccer, for example, like thinking about joining an adult league team. Like I can't do it at this moment in time because I don't feel like I'm fit enough to, to do that. Right. Nor do I have enough time to like perfect who I used to be. Mm-hmm. It's someone that I used to know. Goatee. Is that the artist? Goatee? Goit? Goat? Someone that I used to know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the fourth one is called the soloist. And, and this is something that I feel like my entire family does this. Mm-hmm. This is something that I think is more of a imposter syndrome. I didn't read this earlier, but a lot of it is attributed to like your family background and environment. A lot of that, like, I guess, uh, nurture mm-hmm. aspect of things. Um, especially in times where like achievement is highly prioritized in, in the home. Right. And so the soloist or the rugged individualist, I'm going to call it that. That sounds, yeah, that sounds nice. It sounds like a hipster. Anything with rugged, sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up for rugged. Yeah. Okay. Sign me up for rugged and dicey. Yeah. Always. Always rugged. Also probably always dicey. If I was a dude, I would definitely have a man bun and five o'clock shadow. Honestly, same. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? I'd be rugged as hell. Or I'd have a buzzed head because... You know how nice it'd be to not have to deal with anything and yeah. on your head. All right. Like I have to wash my hair today and I've already planned like the 45 minutes it's going to take to do that. Damn. And it's because I'm about to meet all of my work coworkers tomorrow for the first time. And I actually, again, the imposter in me says that I have, have to, to be presentable. Yeah. We're wearing team shirts Yeah, good luck that say that. team kindergarten on them. Yeah. Good luck with that. And everyone is going to look really nice. Yeah. And I'm going to also have to look the part anyway. Um, The rugged individualist prefers to work alone, fearing that asking for help will reveal incompetence. And this person may turn down help in an attempt to prove their self-worth. Okay. I've gotten better at this at at work. I feel a little bit better about asking for help and asking advice from people who have been working longer for me. But in my life, there is no way in goddesses green earth that I'm about to ask you for help. Absolutely not. And the thing is, is that then that makes my life so much freaking harder. You know how easy it would be for me just to like ask Andrew for some help with something and he would do it because he loves me and vice versa. But like I refuse to ask him for help. And so I just try and take it all on myself and then I panic and I freak out and then I get mean towards everyone around me. I've gotten a lot better at asking Tay for help. And he has also like... Just in us, I mean, we've been together, we've been together a little bit longer. And so this has been something that like, Lucy, I almost asked you for help today. And then I didn't What with getting stuff from the car. No, I was going to ask if you were going to go to Aldi today and I was going to pay you to grocery shop. for. Oh, Sydney, I still am going to Aldi. You could come by here after. Yeah. I like, I really need to go to Aldi. And like, I was literally going to like Venmo you like $15 to grocery shop for me. Okay. Just. Yeah, we'll talk about that after. Okay. I'm but then I like panicked. I was starting to type out the text and then I panicked and I no, didn't ask you for help. But but I'm like that too. And you know what? And my 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 family is very much so like that where they just put their heads down and like freaking head down, work hard. Head down and work hard. You no, know, Andrew is like that a lot too, and so is his family, and so And it's not and this is the thing. I don't see anything wrong with that. It's like instilled in me like such a I, I have a I feel like I have a great work ethic. Right. But but I think it's the point where like I feel like if I ask someone for help, I owe them. Mm-hmm. And it's the feeling of owed right. that I do not like. Yeah. I don't like feeling like now I have to like reciprocate or return because, and then I think about it constantly. Yeah. 
constantly of like what I'm going to do to reciprocate this nice gesture. Mm -hmm. If you are really my friend, I I'm fine with you paying for something and then me paying for your thing later. Right. I am not like that with people. If anyone does something kind, like one of my, my, my ex work wife by ex, I mean like she and I are at different schools. Not that like we had a fight. I still love her. <laughs> She's still my work wife. Yes, Jackie. Yes. I love her, but she literally would just like bring me coffees. Mm -hmm. She'd go to Starbucks and bring me a coffee. Also my other friend, Allison would do that, but she did not teach across the hall for me, but they just do that. They just bring like a grande starbucks so latte nice. it is so nice because i was dying last year mm -hmm. and then when they first started doing it i was like oh my gosh how much do i owe you and they're like S stop it yeah just get my coffee the next time you go to starbucks this right. isn't a big deal i love you that's mm -hmm. why i'm giving you this coffee and relax yeah and like chill out you're doing great mm -hmm. so yeah so i feel like it, that's something that's hard and, and it's just it's a challenge because at the same time i've also been around people that ask for t I feel like they they over ask for help right and they don't do it on their own and then I have like I don't want to say resentment because that sounds aggressive like I'm a no but yeah but that's, I, I, feel, I think that's the right word but I feel that every time I see them and they ask me for help because I'm I'm happy to help you right but I'm I'm not going to do things for you dude I like don't keep that type of company no I don't either like, like I don't think I have like any friends that like are overly needy I've only experienced that more so at work yeah. and then I have to ruin your life. And then I, and then people tell me I'm intimidating. Imagine that's <laughs> hilarious that, that people think that I'm intimidating. LOL. All right. The last one is the superheroes. And these are basically the people that like never stop working. You are classified as having a workaho workaholism, workaholism. Yeah. You're a workaholic. Workaholic. Yeah. Um, and this really leads to burnout. And this is where like you get those, a lot of those physical side effects of, working constantly to prove yourself and your self-worth uh, again I don't necessarily do this in my like primary career but I do it I feel like I always have to be working on something like relaxing doesn't really exist in my life I wish it did I even when I go on vacation I don't go on vacation I go to like Europe and I go to like five different countries in like a matter of 12 days and I'm like constantly on the move like moving around like feeling uncomfortable and like, I never just like go to the beach and sit there. I feel like if I'm going to be a workaholic, I do it for my job, my, my current. Right. But I also talked about how, when you're a teacher, you have pre-work work and post-work yeah. constantly. But you do it with Athena. And I you do, do it with. And I do it with like my like household things. I think that I need to get done right. around the house. Or we did it with soccer. And I did it with, yeah, with like some things, but also like. Like coaching soccer. That's another reason why like we when we parted ways with that since then mm -hmm. i've recognized that i constantly fill my free time with with projects right and i can't do that i, I i'm not like i'm it's not so stressful it makes me sick it's so so stressful um and i just can't maintain it that's right. that's really the thing um the last so so i also want to talk about i found this other article on forbes um, that talked about imposter syndrome and it talked about like why today it's, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. And it talked, it said specifically for millennials, but, but I feel like it's like this for everyone. If you have social media and I do think everyone has social media, right. like the boomers have also figured it out, you yeah, know, no, they're on there, they're on there. And so basically it says that, um, right now we live in an age where 
everything you do, all your accomplishments are put on the internet. Right. Everything is filtered with like the best filter showing your best life X, Y, and Z. Right. And what it used to be before the internet is like, you would try to keep up with the Joneses, right? Which means like you, you want your yard to look as nice as your neighbor's yard. Like they got a pool, you want a pool, like those sort of things. But now you have literally billions of people to see constantly how well they're doing, how well they're doing, especially celebrities. Because like you, the, the, on the flip side of things, when people post about like the, the bad things going on in their life, you're like, Ooh, yikes. Like, why are you going to put that on Facebook, Susie? Like stop broadcasting your problems to the world. Like nobody wants to hear about that, but also like, I want to hear about it. Keep it up, Susie. Like I love hearing about your drama. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's gotten to the point that it's everyone, everyone constantly posts like, like, we talked about getting getting engaged. Right. Everyone around me, I mean, Tay and I are about to celebrate our seven year anniversary. Right. We got engaged right before six years of us being together. Mm-hmm. And before that, I was like, of, of, of course they're engaged and I'm not. Yep. And, or of course they've like bought a house and I'm not, or of course they're like having a baby or of course they're doing this or of course they're doing that. And I'm not. Right. And it becomes so easy to think that like, well, obviously I'm failing in life because I don't own like my own home or I don't have a boat. Right. Which is insane to think that like, I I wish I had a boat. I know, but also I don't, I don't need the boat. Right. That's like an, it's a, it's a want, not a need. Yeah. And going based off needs, I'm doing great. No, yeah, you're doing more than fine. I'm doing more than fine. And so it's just gotten to the point where it just is so hard because everything that's put on the internet is so polished Mm -hmm. and clean and crisp. And back to my, my, my rugged individualist, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to post things like, I feel like I'm in this weird place right now to where I feel like if you put things on the internet, obviously it's a, it's an attention you're showing people for them to see it and gain attention. Right. And so I'm feeling weird because like, I want people to know what I'm doing and like those sort of things. But also my, my people do know because yeah, I like talk your to them. Core people my core know. people do know. And so I don't feel the need. I feel odd posting this. Like, like I took a really great selfie the other day. Mm-hmm. I wore this like super cute top my mom gave me and it was all ruffly and my makeup looked good. And I looked very cute i loved my outfit i took a selfie i literally like sent it to tay yeah and then in my mind i'm like i guess i could put this on the internet right and then i was like but, but why but why what's the point right because the only person i really want to see it is him right and he did yeah and he said i look beautiful no and i think it's important like also when when you're seeing all these people posting all of these things and you're starting to feel like insecure about what you're seeing and feeling like you're comparing or you don't add up and then that, you know, just perpetuates the imposter syndrome. Right. I think it's important to think about the mental state you're in when you actually do decide to post about something good that's happened. Sometimes you are genuinely excited and you do want to kind of show off. Right. You know, and exactly. that's and that's fine. And it's awesome. I have no problem with that. Like that's the that's the age we live in. Mm-hmm. I think that like our parents' generation would be like, what's the point? But I you know, that's the age we live in like you you just got a job promotion or you just got engaged or this or that and you want everyone to know because you're freaking excited exactly right but also think about the times when you post because you really actually are looking for validation I literally did it the other day last weekend I was so so anxious and it is the first time that I've felt this anxious in a really long time oh the porch selfie porch selfie and I even wrote Wrote it I even said it in my caption I said double tap to validate because I felt like crap that day right but I like took this picture and I'm like I look really cute and you know what it honestly I just like want the internet to tell me that I look pretty right 
and they did right. and they and did. they freaking did exactly but guess what like it didn't it didn't help my anxiety no, it didn't. i felt anxious all week all right. week long i felt anxious the anxiety did not go away it was kind of nice to do my little like casino pull down on my notifications yeah every freaking five minutes to right. see who'd liked it and you know what how sick this is this is sick my phone died and andrew and i were having a picnic and i took his phone and, and got on, on. Inst- and got on instagram <gasps> to see who, who oh. had liked it that is the place that i was in that was the yeah. mental place that i was yeah, in that's tough. i was not in a good place that day right and and i posted that purely for validation so when you see stuff like that and, and if it's just something like really random, right? Like it's not some like big milestone or benchmark in someone's life and they just are genuinely excited, something random. And then you start to feel jealous of, oh man, look at her outfit or look how pretty she looks or look at this or look at that. Like remember yourself in that state posting that same exactly. picture. I was not, I wasn't doing well. I didn't feel pretty that day. I felt right. like crap. Yeah. It, it's, it's so, it's so tough. And again, if that's something that like, I don't mean that to sound judgy about your social media habits. I just, for me, I've been struggling with that recently. Right. No, just putting it's not anything coming from a place of judgment. No. It's more so coming from a place of like, Hey, let's just be, let's just be kind with each other and let's understand where these posts are coming from. Like what, what dark corner of our mind they're coming from. Yeah. And let's not put so much emphasis on, you know, what we see on social media right also i think too and this and and i could stab in the dark i'm, I'm about to stab in the dark here social media also makes me spend a lot of money yeah it does for sure like but, not just like getting served ads but like seeing people like post a picture of a dress they bought and they're like i got this dress here and i'm like i really like that dress like i'm gonna go buy yeah. it i also think too like i i feel like it's easier a lot of the times like when i think about i don't want to say men versus women but in comparing right. men and women yeah I think men are able, like stereo. I don't want to say stereotypically, but but typically, typically, mm-hmm. they can compartmentalize things a lot easier. Whereas right. I feel like women are constantly multitasking and like prepping and preparing and imagining, and everything's really like blended and intertwined. And so, for me, when I feel when when my imposter syndrome is literally like driving the car, like I'm like it's like the the oh god, what's the movie? um with all the people in the head inside out have you seen that movie yes love that movie okay so it's like that movie Mm -hmm. but like one of the like the emotion of like disgust or something not my joy is lost in my body somewhere basically right um when i'm when i when i think about women i spend a lot of time fantasizing about what things will be because it's so hard to just take a deep breath and just like be present in where I am. Mm -hmm. And that's when I look to social media and that's when I feel the most insecure about myself. And that's when I compare myself to others. And that's when I don't think I'm doing a great job at work. It's when I'm envisioning like, okay, like this is where I want to go. This is where I want to go. This is what I want. This is why I'm failing this, all of these things that aren't actually happening in my real life. And what's so crazy is I've like prayed to be here. Yeah. Like where I'm at currently in my life, I literally like in tears past Okay. No, I'm about to start crying. Did you like that pun though? Tears past. In tears past. In no, tears past. No, it's true I've, because and I and I thought about that. It was like last year or a year and a half ago. I sat down and I said to myself, Sydney, when you were graduating college, you were so nervous because you didn't know what kind of job you were going to have. Right. You didn't know like anything of what was going to happen in your life. And if I if if 
my present self, 28-year-old Sydney, could go to 23-year-old graduating Sydney and say, hey, guess what? In the next five years, you're going to meet the love of your life. Yeah. You're going to have lived on your own for two years in an apartment that you paid for entirely by yourself. Yeah. You're going to have bought a car that you love. Right. You're going to be working in an ad agency as a copywriter. And have a say in it. And have a say in it. You're going to have a freaking dog. You're going to end up living with that person that you're that you're going to eventually marry. Your family is going to be healthy. Yeah. Like, you're going to be healthy. What a breath of fresh air. What a breath of fresh air. 23-year-old Sydney would have been like, wow, you made it. Yeah, 23-year-old Sydney would have looked at 28-year-old Sydney and been like, wow, you really made it. You're really doing it. You're living the dream. Congratulations. Exactly. No, I totally agree. And that happens. That's probably my constant struggle. And and again, I've talked about my anxiety as like present, like more of the materialistic Mm -hmm. things that happen, mundane things that happen in your life. Um, But that's something that I, I find myself constantly doing. And when I am the least happy... It's when I'm fantasizing about things in the future that I want to make me happy. Right. Instead of just remembering that, like, I can't control any of that stuff, but what I'm doing now and I'm great. Yeah. And it's not, it's not that I, I'm not flawed. I am flawed. Right. But for the most part, I'm pretty freaking great. Mm -hmm. If you're friends with me, I'd like to think that you think I'm a good friend. If you're dating or, I mean, we're, I guess not dating. We're like courted. (laughs) we've like signed a waiver to get married or you know but I'd like to think I'm a great partner Mm -hmm. you know and and I'd like to think I'm a great daughter and I'd like to think I'm a great co-worker because I I am I I don't think I do anything in my life that's not genuine but it's so easy to forget those things because I'm looking at people at people that aren't Lucy right they're not me they're literally not me well and I and I like how you were saying I'd like to think I'd like to think I'd like to think I'm this I'd like to think I'm that and I think I think that's a really great place to start like I'd like to think I'm good at my job I'd like to think I am a good partner I'd like to think I'm a good friend I'd like to think I'm a good daughter whatever and then start changing think to I believe yeah exactly I believe that I am good at my job I believe I'm this I believe I'm that I believe I believe I believe yeah, we and, and and I think like Lucy and I talked about this before. We're like, how do you how do you overcome imposter syndrome, right? And there's so many things. There's books you can buy, and there's you know things on the internet, and like obviously therapy. We will always advocate for like 100 percent on this right. show. We're gonna always advocate for therapy, but I, I think that what it all comes down to, and it's something that we've it's been also a common theme in a lot of our episodes is is it's how you talk to yourself. And it's, it's how you put yourself, like, like I said, going back to yourself five years ago and telling, telling your five years ago self where you are now and in realizing that five years ago, that, that self looking at your future self would be so proud. Right. Right. Or also, you know, something that I've been trying to do recently is when I fall asleep at night, like telling myself those things as I fall asleep, I'm like, this is what you did today. And that was just today. And you're doing amazing. And like telling myself as I fall asleep, like you really are so great. You really are. Right. And, and that is not cocky. And that is not egotistical. That is what you should believe. That's what everyone should believe. Right. And a lot of, so we look, yeah, we did look up solutions mm-hmm. and a lot of the things literally require you to remove the irrational feeling mm-hmm. that takes over when you're experiencing imposter syndrome and to stick more to things that are tangible, which right. are the facts about things that you you have done or things that are true in your core character. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You might have days where you wake up and it's like a wash of a day. And right. that's fine. 
but you got through the day. No, but you know what is so interesting? I think that if you are experiencing imposter syndrome, it's not because you aren't doing enough. It's because you're doing so much. It's because you're doing exactly too much. You know much. what I mean? Like it, it's it's not because you're like a low life human, right? No. It's not because you're like a degenerate that you experience imposter syndrome. It's because you have elevated yourself to such high levels that it makes you uncomfortable because you don't understand how you could possibly be there. But you're there. You're freaking there. And you're experiencing imposter syndrome, not because you're an imposter, but because like you actually are the person doing those things. Right. It really is you. It's not someone else. You're not watching this movie. You're not reading a book about this main character. Like it's you. Yeah. I'd like to think that like we're all in life like Ninja Warriors. Mm -hmm. Okay. And like, have you guys ever watched Ninja Warrior? Have you watched Ninja Warrior? I don't think so. Is this like Power Rangers? No, Sydney, like the, like where they go uh, across the- where they go no 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 oh that's, oh, that's, that's teenage Tur- midget <laughs> teenage midget wow no, no oh my god no teenage, teenage mutant, mutant. No. i didn't say teenage midget. i thought you did okay sorry <laughs> no sydney ninja warrior where they go through the obstacle course like real humans oh yes and they I tag the ninja, buzzer yes 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 okay i love ninja warrior those people literally <laughs> yes. okay those people have trained for like decades it in seems, their backyards like, in their backyards to be prepared for the ninja <laughs> course right and they've elevated themselves to like a super high standard to where they, when they, when they're at the top, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, I know why I'm here. Yeah. And they pound that button. And they pound that button. So just be a ninja warrior. And like press that red button. And press that red button every single day. Even if you're shocked, like maybe some of these people black out. I feel like I would. <laughs> they can't feel anything when they're like climbing those little rungs with like just their fingertips. <laughs> I don't even know the exercise you'd do for that. <laughs> what do you do? Just click pens a lot. You know what I mean? just type tap do some tapping like what do you you know what i mean that's such an odd skill to have finger 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 strength fingertip strength yeah i know it's a really weird skill to have but they have it and they've made it and they've clicked the button you know who has fingertip strength we all had this when we were like toddlers Mm -hmm. you know have you ever tried to get anything out of a toddler's grip (laughs) it's like fort knox there's no way those are the ones they're the ones and then we lose it. We lose the yeah. skill set as we go through life because we've decided we're imposters. Yeah. <laughs> imposters. We're imposters. Anyways. So ladies, all we want to say, goddesses, goddesses, is that you're doing great. Yeah, you're doing amazing, sweetie. You're really doing amazing, sweetie. Or whatever pet name you prefer. Yeah. I don't know who came up with sweetie either. It was like a, um, it was like Paris Hilton or someone. Oh. It was like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Or like, you're doing amazing, honey. Or I don't know, but I say it all the time and I love it. I know, as, as you should. But Okay, wait, speaking of imposter syndrome, guys, <laughs> this is really, really awkward, but we have to change our name. Oh. We have to change our name. Yeah, we Y'all, do. We, we can no longer be Athena Speaks. Yeah, we, we can't. We can't. But but you know what? This is going to be great because <laughs> it's going to be great. We're, we're going to talk be, about imposter syndrome. I know. We're going to be um, posting some names. We want we, you guys to vote. We'd like for y'all's input. We have a couple a couple in mind that we really, really like. And we're going to kind of come out with like a a rebirth, if you will. Mm-hmm um we're still gonna be the goddesses and we're, we're still gonna like revolve we're everything doing... around athena because she is the like i know she's the og really. she really is the og um but but yes that that's coming so just if you're again one of our 50 maybe we'll be at 60 by that point yeah, who knows hopefully but if you're one of those please for the love of goddess for the love of god help us choose because we want we want this name to embody what we're doing mm-hmm. and obviously we'll still be speaking about the things that we think are important to empower all of you, you ladies into doing 
your absolute best in life. So just start again. If you have any tips, tidbits, yeah, any ideas, anything hey, that's really speaking to you. Oh, good one. Yeah. That yeah. was good. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. here. We're our, here. E- our ears are on. So on that note, oh geez. Oh geez. We're out. Thank you.